Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. So officially, welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast. And with me as always is the beautiful, the talented, the always fabulous looking Therese. Oh, thank you. Yeah, today I just uh, I just came from a run. So my hair is actually, I'm actually quite impressed with this. This is uh, not normal running hair. I feel very, <laughs> I actually got a new line of hair care products that I found uh, at Sephora for those in the U.S. Um, I have to look up the name. I can't, it's like KTS or something like that, but it's vegan. It's mm-hmm. consumer conscious. It's like none of the mean chemicals are in it. And it's really actually quite good for your hair. Great. Thanks. Thumbs up for that. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been sort of talking before we went live about um, what we wanted to talk about today. And there's so much stuff going on. I mean, even in my own personal life and, and working with my Source for Shift crew and all my, my students where there's seems to be an underlying or a common theme around the energy and whatnot feeling quite heavy and dense right now. There's a lot of deep patterns, like old stuff coming to the surface, which can feel crappy to say the least and it's um we thought we might talk a little bit about you know what's happening and and what we're noticing and what we're doing to move through it's what might inspire a few of you well uh, yeah i want to just remind people some about a big important cosmic shift in the sky because you know that's where i'm always looking when stuff goes wrong i'm like what's going on up there (laughs) that's the first people i blame is Mm-hmm. Whatever the planets and stars are doing, it's their fault. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think the most important thing to note is that in early July, Chiron, the planetoid Chiron, went retrograde. So um, when a planet goes retrograde, it feels, uh, it looks in, to us, to our eyes, like it's moving in reverse, but it feels uh, like whatever the energy that is supposed to be moving forward feels like it gets pulled in and pulled back and it goes very introspective when a planet goes retrograde. So Chiron is the wounded healer and we each have Chiron represented in our natal charts, our birth charts in astrology. And it represents the part of us that never seems to get healed right (laughs) never quite seems to it's like we are always having an issue whenever an issue shows up that part is always in the issue Mm. if you will um so for example my chiron's in the 12th house and to sum it up it's a it's a very actually existential one to have chiron in. i'm like great of course i had to choose one that's not so cut and dry um but basically it comes down to self-doubt self-doubt kicks in so when chiron's activated a lot of self-doubt gets kicked up. Um, so you can actually find out where your Chiron is. But what I'm, why I'm telling you this is because everybody's going to feel their own internal wound and they're going to be like feeling it and remembering stuff. Stuff's getting kicked up to be healed and it's going to go on until December 4th. I mean, this, is, this thing stays in retrograde for a while. So get used to being uncomfortable. <laughs> get used God, to it for a minute. Damn. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I think what's really, really important through this period of time while Chiron is in retrograde is to remember that, you know, we are the creators of our own experience, that we do. We're not powerless in any way through this. It's 11-11 as I say that. And um, 
I think what's also really, really important through this time is self-care, which is something that's been coming up massively for me in mastering that self-care aspect. So I've been healing a lot of stuff around why there's overworking patterns and overgiving patterns and, and everything that's been running my motivation um, on and off for years. And it's now that it's like, you know what, I'm, I want to be able to up-level and in order to do that, and I've got the clarity as I was doing all this work, you can't up-level while you're at capacity, which is where I was at. I had to understand, and I've been hearing the message for God, forever, um, but it finally clicked because I'd been doing the clearing work, that in order to hold the capacity for the next level, I had to create space, have to create space, and have... have I was going to need more energy and the only way to get more energy and create space was to slow down, to take time out, to find ways to nourish my body, my soul, my mental and emotional state as well. So self-care has been the theme for me this last couple of weeks and continuing to do the work on clearing the patterns that were creating the old behaviour. So that's been exciting, it's been hard, it's been a pain in the ass. it's been... <laughs> Theory. It's been all of those things and it's been exhausting, which a lot of people who are doing this work are noticing. Um, and I lost my train of thought. I have no idea where I was going with that, but I'm just going to throw it to you because I can. Well, I just want to add to that. So right as I was talking about Chiron, you were talking to, about being the creator of your destiny, which I absolutely agree with and I believe that. And yet we're still swayed by elements outside of us. We are still kind of like the tide being pushed by the moon a little bit. Now that's not to say that you can't create something, but when there is a lot of a big energy, it's pushing you to look at yourself. This is what Chiron going in retrograde does. It it causes you to look at why does this hurt? How can I fix it? That, and that's the beauty of it. It's not a bad time, but it is a time of that. Like you're going to feel like righteous feeling the pull to look at these things and create a self-care regimen, you're going to feel that pull in you. Um, and it's, I actually think that, you know, a lot of people poo-poo retrogrades or they don't like them. And they're actually really strong learning opportunities. Their time, it, when, it, when something goes retrograde, it's a time for us to slow down in that area and really look at it. We're, give, we're being gifted time, actually. If you think of like, it moving in reverse, it's like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the mm. time backs up and you kind of get to look at things and you're more uh, conscientious of where things trigger you. you you're more conscientious right mm. now of being triggered. That's a good thing. That's mm. really good. Wouldn't, wouldn't you rather be like, oh my God, this, is, this whole conversation is triggering me right now and be aware of that or would you rather just react? Mm. Right? So I definitely... Mm would rather be in a place of um, I'd rather be in that place of noticing when my shit gets activated because yeah. then we have the, the opportunity. Then we ha we are the creators. Then we get to make the choice. Do I continue to be triggered or do I go, wait a minute? No, 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 no. Yeah. What the hell is that? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So another thing uh, that I wanted to tell you about change just in general, because I, you hear me talking a lot about, receiving cosmic downloads and when Rachel and I do work together we're always asking for the energetic downloads the upgrades the up level uh, the leaps, you know why not <laughs> exactly we ask for the good stuff when you get it 
when you get it, how do you know it's working in your life? You start to see a lot of changes happening. Maybe more changes than you're comfortable with, actually. Discomfort too. comes with change and in general. Um, and I know when I'm having a quantum leap because of how I feel, you know, or my stuff is really in my face, the patterns are right there and it's, um, it feels hard, which is how I know how big the shift is going to be when I get to the other side. If I dare to look at it, work through it, make different decisions and move forward. There you go. Right. And it's, it's, it's a, a process. And I think that's one of the things that we just, I, I always have to bring back to my own conscious awareness is I kind of think I'm like download done, <laughs> right? Like mm. I asked for it, they gave it to me, I'm done. Now I can just do something else. And it's like, no, it's something that once you receive it, just like a zip file on your computer, you have to unpack it, right? Mm. It's getting unpacked and the stuff is moving into its new positions. Mm -hmm. um, so we're in that unpacking process. Um, and it requires us to stop and contemplate and look and decide, do I like this? Do I want to continue this? Do I, what do I want? And I, I'm actually finding that right now for me, there's a lot of clarity coming through without the fear around the clarity, which is interesting. So what do I mean by the, the fear around the clarity? I'm not afraid to let go right now, which I wouldn't say that's always been uh, the case for me. Sometimes I get a little clingy to things that I'm comfortable with, right? I mean, who, come on, who doesn't? Who doesn't like to be comfortable? I love to be comfortable. Chocolate and chippies and cuddles. <laughs> exactly. Spritzes. <I> love <laughs> Spritzes. <laughs> we got some tonight. We were out last night. So, by the way, so I was doing a Rach's in School for Spirit with me. We were doing cord cutting last night. And I went out and I did it. I went outside and did the whole ritual, burned my cord. And the first thing I wanted was I felt, I actually felt the space of something. Uh, when you cut cord cut, you create space that you, you're taking something out inside of your energy field. And unless you're asking to be filled, which I do, you know, ask to be filled with light, but as soon as I was done, I'm like, something's missing and I need a spritzer and we didn't have any. And I was like, no, <laughs> it's so interesting. So here's the thing. Hey, let's talk about that for a second, right? Mm. When we're going through discomfort, we're making changes. Mm -hmm. We're more likely to get into our comforting behaviors, right? Yeah. There's a, I call it cocooning. That's, that's what I kind of call it. And when I, go into wanting to cocoon I kind of withdraw from the world in some way shape or form and that's when I kind of go for the the comfort foods and, and from an energetic perspective they're often very grounding foods so the chocolates the um the chippies the the root vegetables the and right now it's winter so of course you know roasted meats and roast veggies sounds like a great idea right now <laughs> and I'm like over here with the fan on I'm like no, <laughs> no. <laughs> salad <laughs> salad <laughs> exactly so yeah it's it's you kind of reach for the stuff that makes you feel comfortable um even to the point of you know comfy blankets and soft things my daughter tends to go for the soft things and what the cuddles um and it just it helps us to move through that process it's not always necessarily a bad thing and that's what i think people get caught no. up on time time is oh well, no i'm reaching for the comfort food it's a bad thing not necessarily not at all no i think that it's a balanced thing right yes. so there's comfort yes. there's a little bit to get to help you feel grounded because change 
is uncomfortable, when you're uncomfortable, you definitely don't feel grounded. Mm. I mean, you have to really consciously work on that to like be uh, comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. No, comfort is anchor yourself in the storm type thing. Exactly. Comfort's very much a root chakra kind of issue um, and second sacral chakra as mm. well. Um, but there are better ways. We, we all know that there are better ways to handle it. In fact, when you were talking about blankets, it made me go, mm. oh, what about the weighted blankets? Mm. Has anybody tried those? I have not tried one, but I hear they're amazing. We've got blankets that are heavier than others. So I know when I'm um, cocooning on the couch, I'll go find the heavier blanket and wrap myself in the heavier blanket. It's like, yeah, I'm a pillow person too. Like I like to have lots of pillows around me mm -hmm. and like kind of stacked up and like I like to create a little indentation. Yes. <laughs> and I don't like to be messed with. It's my little cocoon. Like, <laughs> like a nest. I've nested, yeah, nested. into the couch. Um, but yeah, I mean weighted blankets. But um, well, when you talk about self-care, for example, so if you're talking about self-care and then trying to comfort yourself, there's a it's hard. It's a hard thing to balance because sure, a little bit of chocolate is not going to hurt you. But when a, you a start block or two, probably over the line. Oh my God. Well, it, for me, it was, it used to be like, um, wait, and this was years and years ago. I've stopped this. Thank God. But it was Reese's peanut butter cups. Mm. It was those. And like, I would like go, we lived in New York at the time and there was like a, a bodega. So like a little mini store at the end of the block. <laughs> it was like, I'd make my husband walk at 11 o'clock at night to go get me Reese's peanut butter cups. Because for whatever reason, 11 PM was a very triggering time for me. Like I probably should have been asleep, but it was the time where I couldn't take it anymore. Like I, mm. if I got, if I was uncomfortable, that was my most uncomfortable point. Mm. Actually, I want to ask people, has anyone else noticed that? Like, do you notice that there is a time of day that you feel m your discomfort the most? I would love to hear some responses on this. For me, it's, it's generally nighttime. Once the sun comes up, as, as long as it's kind of sunny, then it seems to make things better, which, you know, we've heard the whole story and it's always the darkest before the dawn. And that, that relates for me, definitely res resonates for me. Well, I think that might be true for a lot of people. Um, I actually think that might be a thing because, you know, there actually is something called uh, sun, a, a type of dementia mm -hmm. that they were, they nickname like sundowners, like the sun, you know, so mm -hmm. lunatic actually is another term for it, but sundowners. Um, my mom worked in hospitals for a long mm -hmm. time, all through my childhood. She was a registered nurse and always after the sun went down, the chaos went up. If there were patients mm. who were like heavily medicated or they had dementia, um, in at night it was worse. It really yep. was. It's a thing. Oh, it's totally a thing. I had a friend of mine that I met years ago. He used to work in a psych ward, and he never believed in any of that stuff around you know the full moon having any kind of effect until he worked in the oh, psych totally. ward. And then he said he could. He, they could see it. It was just ridiculous the amount of chaos that would happen on a full moon every time guaranteed. No yeah. hold So, um, yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. That's when I started to believe. I mean, this is like over a decade ago before I got into all the spiritual stuff. I'm like, really? That stuff actually exists? That actually happens? <laughs> it's not just a fairy tale that you read in like right? books? <laughs> oh, my God, no, it's so real. It's so real. In fact, in fact the last full moon 
uh, I had read reports that they were preparing because it was such a potent, it was a, a super moon, a super full moon, uh, that they were, that gun violence actually goes up Ooh, during a full moon. And especially Ooh. one when there's a, a um, what's called a, an opposition in the sky. So when you've got opposing, like the moon opposing the sun or the Mars was opposing Pluto, um, that violence can go up. And, 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 and on the opposite end of the spectrum, the woo-woo can get stronger, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so we were just and pros and cons. Oh, yeah, there's, there, there's pros and cons to it. But um, yeah, so what, one of the things that I'd read in Ayurvedic medicine is that our metabolism mm -hmm. is like a clock. So imagine 12 noon being the highest your metabolism is. And they believe in Ayurvedic medicine that having your biggest meal at lunch is, is it mirrors your metabolism, you'll be able to, and so as you go into the evening, you eat less, like soups and salads and stuff, and then the same thing the next day. Well, here's the interesting thing. Uh, at midnight, your metabolism reaches its peak again. So if you're not asleep, mm. you'll actually get kicked into that really high metabolism, the feeling of hunger, and that's why most people, if they stay up past their bedtime, like by mm. an hour or two, you'll get hungry again. You're ready yep. to eat. Yep. Um, so I really think there is possibly a connection between metabolism and our ability to withstand discomfort. And if you think about it, okay, so you're awake during the day with the sun, mm -hmm. yep. but you're uncomfortable, but you go eat your meal, right? Or you go mm -hmm. for a walk or you do something and it kind of like works through that discomfort. But at night you're just sitting there with it. You're supposed to be relaxing, right? <laughs> and that's the, the brain's going, there's no more distractions basically in the middle of the night. So, and I find that when I'm trying to process something, once I go to bed, I've got to have some kind of distraction that I can focus on. Otherwise, the brain starts going, oh, what about this? What about that? And, and kind of, we talked about this the other day about kind of going over, almost pre-preparing for an argument or a discussion and going over all the possible ways that can go and, and finding responses to be prepared. Brain goes round and round. So the, the longer I stay in that, the more I yes. stay awake. Yes. So, I mean, it's, it's really, um, having a nighttime routine is important. Now I'm pretty guilty that I do like to Netflix binge at night <laughs> and lately it's been house of cards. In fact, it, I watched so many episodes yesterday that it was in my dreams, right? Oh like the God. next thing I know I'm Claire Underwood and I'm like, <laughs> it's like, ridiculous i woke up and i'm like i need to finish that show so i can get it out of my system <laughs> that was my answer i need to finish it not i should stop watching it i need to finish well, it. I mean, netflix binging is actually one of my self-care um things because my brain is constantly going and anybody who's like an a-type personality uh you know go getter ambitious you, your brain doesn't really stop so i need things that are actually distractions for my brain that also let my body relax so for me watching something on Netflix, um, something that's not going to highly stress me in the process is always a good idea, but a nice, easy show to watch that I can just keep going, keep going, because it's the only time, or one of the only times that my brain relaxes and switches off, my body relaxes and switches off, and that can be a, like a nice power, almost like a power nap, even though I'm not napping during that time. So. <laughs> right. And it's important. It's important if you're in discomfort, though, to be mindful of what you're watching, too, mm. because yeah. you can get stressed out. Now, um, House of Cards could be stressful, and 
but it, I guess I'm so disconnected from politics. I, it doesn't bother me like it could, mm, but God, you, yeah. it is one of those things where I'm trying to work out a problem, which is why it went into my dream state. Um, cause it, they're creating a problem for you to figure out what's going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you're Netflix binging for self care, and I think that it's a totally cool way to, do, I mean, come on, how else <laughs> would we be able to keep up with <laughs> what's going on socially? How else will we connect with other people? <laughs> Unless we watch every episode of glow that's available. And I did in like two days. I haven't watched that one. <laughs> oh, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Um, yeah, I'm gonna stay away from stuff that's too violent. I can't cope yeah, with it anymore. No. The more I get into the spiritual stuff, the the, the less I can cope with really graphic, um, yes. very violent. Can't do so. Which because it's really easy. <laughs> well, that. But I also noticed that um, if it's really emotionally heavy, where it's con like every time I watch it and I start crying. I mean, I used to watch Medium. Remember Medium with uh, Patricia yep. Arquette. When I was pregnant with my second child, I could not watch that show. I had already started my opening more intuitively and I just couldn't handle it. It was, and there's so many of these shows that are available. I could go off on a tangent about how I'm like, why are there so many freaking cop shows? But let's not. <laughs> let's try so to come back to self care and change. Yeah, self care. <laughs> Netflix binging. Yes, good. With the caveat of depending on what you watch. Right. So exactly. feel good and feel relaxing for it to work. Exactly. Um, and also kind of, you know, pulling it back. you got to be able to pull yourself out of it. Those mm. are very tricky little, um, you know, they're, they're a chasm you can end up falling into and not <laughs> know how to get out of. So you got to have an escape plan. You might need a buddy. If I'm not exactly. back online in three hours, send a search party. <laughs> Come knock on my door. I just want to read some of these comments. Um, so interestingly enough, Agnes, hey Agnes, she was saying that she actually feels that discomfort around lunchtime, right as I think we were talking about the metabolism. Mm. And that um, she said that she recognized her resistance and started doing yoga, intense yoga, mm -hmm. um, and any type of exercise that helps her a lot, which is awesome. Mm. And Monica says that she totally recognizes the Netflix binging, <laughs> which we totally get. And that she was just talking about that today, that she can't do the scary movies anymore. It doesn't feel good. Nice. Uh, yet I can watch five seasons of Wentworth, <laughs> LOL. <laughs> What's Wentworth? It's like a jail show okay. where they're all in, a, in, a, in prison. Yeah. yeah and I can't I, do it like that. I, I, I kind of think like it's a topical thing. You know what I mean? I mean, it's person. It's, it's how invested are you in that topic? Like maybe the idea of police crimes doesn't bother you and you, and you're more into the solving the problem, right? Like that's yeah, what's more. I, I don't mind the cop shows. Definitely don't mind the cop shows. Can't do oranges. Is it orange? Is orange the new black? Orange is the new black. Can't do it. The last, the Can't last season wasn't my favorite, but I actually, that was an interesting one to watch and it was, I think it's because I kind of felt like, well, at least in the first season, you were sort of seeing inside the system, which I've never quite seen before. So that was interesting. Yeah, no. Too <laughs> but much you're much. like, mm, no, good what? witch. <laughs> and I couldn't it's do soft. that one. I was like, this is too soft. It's too I mean, soft. <laughs> oh, it's soft. <laughs> <laughs> it was too soft for me. I'm like, can we just like 
crank it up a notch and, and do, I don't know, what was I doing instead? What were we, oh, OA, that's what we were doing oh, instead yeah. at the I time. Did, did one or two episodes of that, but I'm not too sure about that. I'm still, I, I noticed specifically when I was pregnant with Jax that I couldn't cope with anything. It had to be really, really light. Now yes. coming out of that. And I do like a lot of the, like the Marvel shows. Um, like mm. Green Arrow and, and Flash and whatnot. But even those sometimes it gets to a point where the, the main character is going, like every episode is like, oh, my God, how could they deal with any more crisis? Like how are they going <laughs> to do that? And it's like it's so hard. And like I feel bad for them. It's the same, I had problem, the same problem with Buffy. Like it got to a point where like I just can't, like how can, no, it's just it's not good. It is not good. <laughs> Can I confess something to you guys no. here? All right. Do not judge me. Okay? No judging. No judging. Promise. <laughs> I'm having a hard time. Confession time. Because I love watching bad TV shows, and but usually it's like one or two episodes, and then you're like, okay, this is just so bad. But I started, I started watching the Client List with the oh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. It's so bad. Oh, it, I it watched is, that. It, oh. I think I watched maybe two or three episodes. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. <laughs> it is so, it's just so bad. And the premise is so bad. But what you were talking about reminded me of it because they just keep up in the ante. And that's the exact same thought I had was like, this much shit does just doesn't happen to one person. That your husband leaves you and then you decide to do legal like uh, you know secret prostitution and then you own the place and then your brother-in-law spoilers by the way (laughs) it's just so bad okay i'm sorry i had to go off because i can't stop watching it that's the that's the worst part that's where i don't need judgment is everybody's got a secret addiction to something anybody want to confess to theirs in the group there (laughs) i have to so i I watched it knowing full well it was just awful. I mean, and the writing is awful, but there's a sick part of me that's just like, what happens next? <laughs> you know, like, how bad can this get? Like, can it keep going? And my husband catches me every once in a while. He's like, are you watching the client list? And I'm like, no, it was just the it, phone clicked it on. It fell on. <laughs> you know, I, I accidentally hit that button. <laughs> and sat here for 30 minutes. <laughs> Oh, oh my god of something that looks kind of like that oh good oh lord god. Yeah. i feel okay. better now that i've confessed laughing but... laughing is good for self-care so you know catch up with a buddy and let her confess something on live <laughs> yeah, the whole world knows it did it did so monica's just saying that glow had terrible acting but she watched it all it was not that good but I did watch it all as well. I'm like, there's nothing else on right now. You know, when you end up in your, in a show desert, like you finished mm, your shows and you yeah. haven't found the next one and nobody's like raving about anything yet. So you just grab something. Yeah. Uh, yes, <laughs> Jody's like, it's the whole train wreck scenario. It is yeah. it's so bad. That happened with the ghost whisperer too. I mean, she just picks I bad shows. It. I did love, I love the Ghost Whisperer, though. In the beginning, but didn't it get to a point where you were like, this is just... It got a little bit hard, and then it kind of picked up again. <laughs> I've got every episode. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm, like, smearing my mascara because you're making me giggle too hard here. Hold giggle on. Stuff. I'm not... Are you <laughs> no. energized? That's self-care. You, Ned, you always have to have a friend who's going to make you laugh. She makes me laugh. <laughs> I do. I just love what she confesses. 
know. And then I forget that this is being recorded and then sent out to our website yeah. and then replayed constantly. And I'm now everyone's going to know that I watched the client list and they're going to see that in their Netflix line and be like, <laughs> unless they're secretly watching it too. And you're going to get a whole bunch of PMs going, <laughs> you're like, this is so bad. Yeah. If you need to talk to someone about the client list, go ahead and chat me up. <laughs> it's really bad. Oh, All right. good lord. All right. <sighs> is there anything else you want to add to, uh, you know, change? That change is good. Change is hard, but change is funny sometimes too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That totally got derailed. So, yeah, if you want to add any more to change or Netflix, I'm going to leave that open. I'm just leaving the door <laughs> open for you. <laughs> but I think we can get to the point where we're asking questions now mm. letting people ask questions yeah any question yeah. doesn't have to be anything related to change self-care <laughs> or the client list <laughs> you can ask if you want i don't know that Teresa's going to be able to give you the storylines away but she might be able to come up with something creative oh it's so quite a storyline oh my god oh my god i feel like i could write a better netflix television mm. show than that <laughs> yeah okay oh uh, they're well we're getting a lot of love as we're talking about this they they're enjoying watching us confess yeah, i'm trying rick <laughs> <laughs> confess about the client list and, and your ghost whisperer collection <laughs> it's not the only show i've got i got a lot james von Prague. james von Prague. i have been trying okay so james von Prague was the one who's it, the ghost whisperer was originally about that that psychic medium mm -hmm. who's a dude right oh right and it's right so he was like that's who the show was based on originally and then they changed kind a lot got yeah you know creative rights to explore ah <sighs> what do we got here got that question <laughs> wait so i'm looking at the chat um hey rodney he's on Hi. he's on chat with us what guidance you do you have for a lady i married eight times in a play yes to netflix and laughter um okay ask that question another way rodney are you looking for guidance for her or are you looking for guidance about a relationship with her i'm not quite clear um what the question is so if you could ask it again for him for you about, and then can you ask me the question in a different way? What guidance do you have for the lady I married eight times in a play? So you did a play with her and you married her in that? Pursue her or let her go? Yeah. Well, is he's an actor. Okay. So so that's, all right. Yeah. So married in the play, but it's kind of got a thing. Okay. Got I'll it. Pursue her or let her go. Mm. Ooh. Uh, Rodney, what's her name? <laughs> no, <this is> <laughs> no one's gonna see it <laughs> i won't say it out loud if you don't want me to okay okay let's see ah how funny did you see her name yeah mm -hmm. all right uh let me ask really quick here <laughs> yeah you should yes you should i yeah what came through for me was be playful with it like mm -hmm. Don't go too serious. Just be playful. Take it one step at a time and enjoy, 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 enjoy the moments. Absolutely. And I think that you could also 
test the uh, spiritual waters there too. Mm. Like just see where she's at. That I think that might be really exciting um, to have someone who, if she shows an interest in it, it would just like crack open the world quite a bit more. It's really fun when you have someone with you who's into the same stuff. Yeah. You're into. I was about to say a playmate, but that could be taken many ways. <laughs> well, I know which way you take it. <laughs> he doesn't mind right. a playmate every so often. <laughs> I've uh, got a question here from Agnes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's thinking of going to Poland for a month because nothing is happening with the work project. Any thoughts? Um, I actually feel... Agnes, because you've been, we've been kind of talking about this work stuff. This is why, this is why there's a space. Remember, mm -hmm. the universe provides these. We don't see it. The hindsight is twenty twenty. So at the time, we're not seeing why it's how it's connected. But if the universe is providing you with a space and you've got the impulse to go, yes, go. Absolutely. There's something there that you mm -hmm. need. That's what I got. The first thing that came to mind was like, it's changes as good as a holiday, but you know, you might as well make it both. It always gives you clarity. Like we talk about contemplation a lot and we're, I'm really digging into this contemplation thing. Um, it's, that's a really good time to contemplate, you know, how can this be even better than what I've experienced? What else is even, what else is possible here? And allow those questions to kind of give you some insights and direction and ideas. Uh, so we've got a question here from Jody. She's saying, I'm really unwell at the moment. Everyone keeps saying to heal, but I have no idea how to go about the process. Any suggestions? Um, Jody, a few questions. Is it, you're talking about a physical ailment. Yes, she is. Mm -hmm. All right. So this is going to sound like a meditation thing, but it's a little different. And I've been seeing this a lot. I have not mastered it in myself yet. It's easier to, it's just like looking at ourselves. It's easier to look at other people. It's easier to heal other people actually for us because we trust it. And we're, there's a bit of a detachment. That's the biggest part about sending energy or healing someone else is there's a detachment that if it works great, if it doesn't, we're okay. Whereas when we're trying to heal ourselves and we want to be healed, there's that desire, that attachment, the need for an outcome. Um, so I'm just going to start that because detachment is an important part of this process. But to do the self-healing, you need to go into that meditative space. And once you, you get there where you're in that kind of place where you can start to feel the hum, if you will, the kind of the hum of the universe, the hum of energy. And we do get there. We all get there. We get into the trance, okay, the trance state. From there, you're simply focusing on that part and you're seeing, um, so it, let's say it was a cold or a throat thing. You'd focus in on your throat and you would see it as healed, right? So you'd see it as feeling good. You'd feel, you would say, all is healed. You know, I am well, all is well. I am healed, all is well. And you would visualize and spend at least 10 minutes visualizing that area being as clear energetically as possible. So you'd see it as if there was stuff there, you would mentally clear it out of your mind till there's nothing there. You'd see it as in a neutral state and then you'd infuse it with light and see it glowing and being the healthiest it's ever been saying, I am healed all as well. While doing this though, we have to maintain a detachment. 
and emotional detachment. We have to take need out of it because need actually calls in the energy of lack is what need does. When I need it to happen, it means I don't believe it has happened. Does that make sense? So when I need this to work, then I'm saying to the universe, it doesn't work. That's what I'm act that's what they're hearing, right? When I need the money, I'm saying I don't have the money. And the universe hears, I don't have money. And that's what we get. So if we can be in this place of great if this works, fine if it doesn't, I am healed all as well. And we focus in on that. Um, a lot of people start to experience healing symptoms from it. And then the greater the belief that it's happening and the more detachment, the stronger, the faster the results. Yeah. <clears throat> Here's the thing too. While you're doing that work in energy, it does take time and consistent focus for it to translate into the physical because that is the densest part of our energy. But if you can keep that up, and as I mean, we talk about this in Sorcerer Shift and I can tell you a little bit more about how to use Sorcerer Shift to help you with this too. Um, then it's, it is really about consistency. This is why the letting go of the outcome is really important because if you don't see something changing in a few days, then there's a, um, there can be a default, oh, well, it's not working, I'll stop doing it. But what we want to say is don't stop doing that. You've got to consistently keep seeing that part of you as completely healed and completely well. You've got to hold that thought and that vibration so that it does start to change what's happening physically to be able to get where you want to go. And it's 11.44. I know, I was just putting 644, <laughs> putting that. Hey, team. Um, awesome. So she says, thank you. Um, and then Agnes, just to follow up with you, had um, she said, also planning to go and give up my lease and come back fresh. I feel like that's very Rach. much in alignment with what yeah. Rach was feeling there. So I'm going to answer Monica's question now. Mm -hmm. She says, I'm supposed to go back to my job in August, but not feeling it. Uh, will I be able to do something else before then? I'm looking into other options right now. So that instantly what kind of pops back into my head is information I got for you before you had the surgery, which was um, that there is another capacity to do the real estate. And it's um, even something you could do from home. There's like support work that you could do. And I think you could do it through that office. And I think it's quite possible you could actually do it from your home. So from the comfort of your pillow cocoon, if you will, <laughs> and Netflix in the background, you could do that. Um, and then as far as the other streams of income, I mean, you, you have so much art that's already ready to go. And it's, you know, it's a lot of back end stuff that you would have to do. Um, and it is not a source of income per se. Um, you know, so, but it does create a trickle if you wanted that little extra bits of cash to come in. And it, and it really, at, after the point of adding the art and having it up, it's talking about it, which I think is the hardest thing to do for anybody, any entrepreneur. We have a hard time talking about it. We want people to just know when we say it once, and then we just want to go about our business and let them find us. And that's just not how it works. You've got to be, uh, able to just keep talking and that goes for all entrepreneurs watching you got to keep talking about it assume nobody heard you the first time <laughs> assume mm -hmm. everybody was watching netflix or the client list and <laughs> you have to say it again and again and again this is how we get seen mm. 
<laughs> and Rodney says he just saw lightning. Lightning yeah. just stroke. So there you go. Uh, okay, so Monica's confirming that that's one of the options that she's looking into with mm. the um, real estate. And yes, she started her Society6 page. Yay! Brilliant. That's awesome. Talk about Fantastic. it, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, talk, talk about, about it. it. Talk about it all the time. Honestly, I mean, um, I have to mention it a few times. Anytime I don't talk about one of my art sites, it kind of goes dormant. The mm -hmm. more I talk about it, the more people are like, oh, yeah, I was going to look at that. Mm -hmm. I'm That's guilty of that, too. I've got a few of her mugs now. The other one showed up yesterday. <gasps> she got more stuff. That's awesome. I, I want to see those. <laughs> I like the travel yeah. mugs, and I've got a tote bag coming. It's so good. That's so exciting. Um, yeah, no, I mean – just all everybody here who's watching us, who's trying to create something once you've created it, that's not enough. And I know mm. that we all are inundated with marketing strategies, but honestly the most simple marketing strategy is to talk about it as much as you can so that people start associating that thing with you. Right. The more mm. that Rach talks about source for shift, the more people associate, Oh, there's a healing technique that she does. The more I talk about woo-woo stuff, the more people remember that I do woo-woo stuff and art and all that stuff. So it's repetition. Um, yeah. And we're all <laughs> – repetition is something that we constantly need, don't we? We were just talking about this a couple of podcasts ago where we need mm. – um, you know, the messages that we're getting aren't necessarily vastly different, but we need to hear them over and over. And how many people – Look at their, you know, when Facebook shows you your memories from six years ago mm -hmm. and you see something you posted, like a meme or something, you're like, yes, it's still, you're like, oh, I needed oh, yeah. that. Today. Yeah, it's exactly right. Big time. And here's the other thing too, particularly with art and things that you're selling. Um, I know that I've done it. I've scrolled through and go, oh, I really like that, but I can't do it right now for whatever reason, whether there's money not there or I can't start that course at this point time, but I don't want to forget it. But because we're inundated with so much information from a thousand yeah. different directions, it very easily falls off the radar or you don't write it down and you never go back to it, all that sort of stuff. So I like it. Like, I love that Therese keeps posting about her Society 6. I'm like, oh, that's right. I was going to go back and get this next and that next. <laughs> I've got my little little list of things that I want to get. Um, and she keeps adding to it because then there's new stuff. There's new shiny things. So we want to see your new shiny things. But we'll forget uh -oh. that they're there unless you talk about it on a regular basis. Oh, totally. Totally. Um, yeah. And what, and there's so many people, and you know, the interesting thing that I'm seeing a trend that I see with a lot of my entrepreneurial friends is that we're still refining our stuff too. Mm. Right. And so I think that we tend to, uh, or a pattern I see is that we tend to give up on what we're doing too soon. Right. We expected this to work. We expected it to be gangbusters and it wasn't for some reason. And so we're, we go and try to change ourselves. Oh, uh, it's not good. I got to change it. When the truth is, I, I hadn't even started making the connection yet. You know, I can think of one person off the top of my head that I don't think anybody knows, but I just, I think about her and I'm like, oh, wasn't she doing that vinyl thing? And oh, wait, now she's, a, is she a coach or now is she woo woo? Does she do readings? Like, I, or she helps coach people now? I'm like, I'm not sure actually what it is she's doing. Um, I, I can't create a link in my brain because every time I see a post, it's, it's 
different. It's very different. Um, and the feeling I get when I look at that is she's just trying to find the thing that works, right? Which we all have to do that. It's a trial and error thing. But at the same time, when we're constantly throwing something out different, and I'm so guilty of this. I am so guilty of this. But when we're constantly to throwing track, the different thing, well, and I used to do it a lot more before I got clarity around who I wanted to be. Not who people saw me as, but I, I took all that power back. I'm like, wait, who do I want to be? You know, there's so many things that are getting us to try and figure out how do people see us, right? Mm. I see so many things like that. Like, how do people experience you? Like, know what your audience knows. At some point, I just went, fuck it. Who do I want to be? <laughs> I want to be the magical unicorn person. <laughs> she is. <laughs> and everybody associates unicorns and magic with her. So she's kudos on that one. Thank you. Yeah, but that got a lot easier. I stopped mm. doing the 27 different styles thing. Yes. And I figured that out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Monica, it's, it's really about continuing to talk about what you're doing and allowing that to evolve as you go, but keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. So here's the interesting thing. We're talking about um, being consistent. And then we were also talking about change today. And that here's the funny thing is that truth is very paradoxical mm. because it's, and this is the balance, right? Rach is like, how do we figure out where we're being consistent? Uh oh, someone's trying to break in. And uh, when changes happen, I mean, we can talk a little bit about that within our own world here. Mm. Well, lots I'm of putting stuff. it on you. Yeah, thanks. I'm putting it on you to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm going to go watch the client list. Because... You're right. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, you know, there are some things where, consistency is the key and there are other things where change is the key and it's knowing and having the discernment between the two um, and even with consistency it's more about consistently showing up consistently speaking consistently doing the work but it's the sometimes it's the the message or sometimes it's the packaging or sometimes it's the thing itself that evolves and changes because it, like with source for shift if I'd tried to keep it the same and didn't sort of try to grow it or try to evolve it, then it would get stale very quickly for me as well as it's not getting any better or, or more powerful for the other people. So when I first launched it, <clears throat> um, you know, I talked about it a lot in that first part and then I didn't talk about it at all for quite a bit of time. And not only did I put the tool down, but my students put the tool down and nobody asked about it because I, I wasn't in it energetically. Mm -hmm. I'd moved on to other things. So now we've got you know, our Success Circle membership and we've got Spirit School for Spirit and we've got Souls for Shift and we're allowing you know, our parts of our, our soul to kind of be expressed through these three avenues and we're finding that we're needing, we're still keeping up with the consistency but we're yeah. allowing that change to come through and everything to evolve with it and that's, it's not an easy thing to do either when you... <laughs> No, it's messy. It uh, is messy, but we're consistently showing up. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. And talking about it, too. Mm. Um, and I, I hope that for those of you who are trying to grow something or figure out how to do something, just watch and emulate as much, you know, figure, look at it and go, wow, that was really, um, you know, observe it and be like, oh, that part worked really well or that was an unnecessary complication. <laughs> you could have just went, <laughs> you could have just went boink, boink instead of like all yeah. these 50 steps. 
you know, which is part of that learning Hindsight. process. Fucking awesome. <laughs> and it right. can be a real bitch at times. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got any more questions before we wrap up? No. Every so um, that's it. I think. I think everybody's asked their question. Who's going to ask? Um, and hopefully this was <laughs> enjoyable. I hope you enjoyed that <laughs> little rant. We weren't quite sure where what we were going to talk about, but I'm enjoying the yeah, wide I'm variety of topics. <laughs> it's your main client list addicted. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little guilty sign under guilty. my face. <laughs> so oh, guilty. funny. Beautiful. Mm. Well, thank you everybody for joining us and, and participating and, and sharing the love. We love you all. So, yes. Spend more time doing self-care. That's my <laughs> Yes. More self-care and more consistently. Don't forget to tell people all the time what you're doing. If you yes. want us to know, <laughs> pay attention. Tell us all the time. All yes. the time. <laughs> all right. Well, until next time, relax. We got this. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rach and Therese and all of our awesome offerings, go to spirit4success.com or find us on Facebook. In fact, why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group, Kick-Ass and Sparkly Ladypreneurs Unite. Until next time, relax. We got this.